morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Full Send Podcast. I'm alongside two of my really good friends here. We have Dr. Jim. He's back on the podcast. Dr. Jim, good morning. Good morning, guys. And we have Coach Monroe Miller. What's going on, guys? Monroe, good morning, man. How good are morning. you? I'm doing well. Awesome, doing well. man. It is, uh, it is Christmas week, guys. So uh, from the bottom of our hearts, happy holidays and Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Guys, first thing, I want to start off with some positive stuff. And I just kind of want to go around the, around the table here. Jim, you might be our most frequent guest on the show. You and Patrick Long are are probably right up there neck and neck. I think Pat's been on at least three or four times. I think this is number three. This yeah, is this, is, this is three. And it's so much fun, honestly. Like I, We had to reschedule this one a few times and I was like, oh man, but yeah, I, this is, I have a great time doing this with you guys. Oh yeah, it's a blast. Uh, nothing better than podcasting. You can just like, come on here and, and talk to your guys about something that you really love and you really enjoy. Uh, so guys, let's uh, let's get positive here in the beginning. Let's talk about something maybe that you're thankful for in the gym, family, this time of year. Uh, who wants to kick it off? I'll kick it off. Monroe, take us away, man. Uh, so thankful. I have two little kids, so the holidays is all about the kids right now, and it's really cool um, yeah. to kind of come on the other side of you know the whole gift giving and everything, and realize that you know watching them light up and watching them have their first snow and like all that kind of stuff is really like the special part of the holiday so that's been a huge blessing for me and my family recently uh and then fitness wise thankful that i'm getting my uh quads all sorted out and my hamstrings sorted to, uh thanks to dr jim here courtesy so, of dr the jim lovely dr jim so we uh yeah, we've been working hard. Um, my, my 30 days of squats right into more heavy front squats kind of put me a little bit quad dominant. And uh, so Dr. Jim has been helping sort that out and, uh, you know, helping me with that issue. So things are getting better. Things feel good. Squatting feels good. So, yeah. Awesome. What about you? Uh, so on the home front, everyone's happy and healthy. You know, this is like my favorite time of the year between this and Thanksgiving, you know, I get to go back home, see the farm, see the family, and that's always brings back a ton of good emotions. Um, and then in the gym, Monroe and I have been doing a little bit of a exchange of services. <laughs> so like, I've been helping him with his hamstrings and quads, and then he's been helping me with my squat snatches and like, actually starting to feel like an athlete in some of these positions instead Moving of Moving like a damn athlete too. Yeah, but like, Whereas, like, initially you're just, you know, flailing the bar around trying to find the right position. So that's been going really good. So that's, that's what I'm grateful for. That's awesome, man. Uh, very similar as far as the gym goes. I hit 205 twice within the same week. That's never happened before. And that came courtesy of also working with Monroe Miller. You guys can reach him. Where, where can we find you, Monroe, if we want to do a one-on-one? Uh, Monroe at Verity.Training. You can email me or, you know. Find me on social media. Yeah. Send me a message. There you go, guys. Very worth it. Jim and I are both doing that to be able to improve on what we're trying to improve on within the gym. So, yeah, I hit that, uh, but I feel much more comfortable uh, on a barbell as well, particularly on the snatch. I used to get to 185 pounds, and if I would hit it the first time, it was a really good day, and if I missed it, it was going to be a terrible day because yeah. that's when the barbell really starts to feel heavy. And I've hit that very consistently um, here recently. Um, I've hit 185 very consistently, so I'm just very pleased with the progress that we made there. And then uh, on the family front, I'm engaged now. Hey! Yeah, yeah, like, congratulations. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. Um, you know, Sydney, obviously, you two know her. She's absolutely wonderful. And to kind of get to Sydney. take that. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Sydney. Yeah, to get to take that to the, to the next level and spend the rest of my life with her. That's going to be fantastic. So that happened this past Friday. So biggest blessing in my life 
by far, guys. So cool. I love starting that off with some positivity. Uh, let's let's talk some shoulders. We actually get to take it into the body part. Jim, what are we talking about today now? All right. So we were, you know, we were picking out a body part and we decided on shoulders. And then we were thinking about how we wanted to frame it. And I think the best place to start at is with common problems that CrossFit athletes run into when it comes to the shoulders. Um, you know, some of it can be attributed to tight muscles, poor warm-up, poor coordination, and, you know, trying to tease out what exactly is the cause, what kind of tease out what's going to be your way to get out of it. Um, so I think that's probably a good place to start. Yeah, uh, I think it's funny that we've gone three weeks deep kind of into this series, and this is like one of the first times that we're like specifically actually like taking a body part or a joint, and we actually get to talk about it today. And I'm, I'm really excited to talk about the shoulder, because that's the part of the body I probably had... Uh, the least amount of mobility within the problem that I've had more than anything else from uh, being dumb, you know, not warming up, uh, going straight into a high-level gymnastics movement, not taking any time to do that. Uh, so that's going to be good. Uh, Monroe, what's some of the most common stuff that you see with the shoulder here in the gym? So, I mean, if you've been to our gym or any of my classes, I'm all about external rotation, and I think that, you know, pulling the shoulders back and down is the way you keep yourself safe. Um, I really don't like that CrossFitters tend to get their shoulders banged up. And I feel like, I mean, in my opinion, when I watch people move, it's a combination of what you were saying, not having the mobility to get into the position, um, and then also not having stability to be able to hold your shoulder in a good position to be able to do that movement. And people see the movement without understanding kind of the mechanics at the shoulder behind the movement. Um, and they just see, oh, well, you're just, you're just kind of swinging your body around and then pulling at the top. And it's like, well, if you do it like that, you're going to jack your shoulders up, uh, and then you'll be seeing Dr. Jim. So, Yeah, so, I mean, uh, the thing that I, is really important to keep in mind is the, the shoulder is one of the most complex joints in the body. It has the highest amount of range of motion. So when you think of the shoulder, we have the shoulder blade, the scapula. We have the humerus, which is the top portion of the arm and we have the clavicle. And what's really interesting is this articulation, uh, you know, communicates with the rest of the body where the clavicle comes and articulates with the sternum, where the shoulder blade uh, glides along the rib cage. So as you can see here, as we get more body parts involved, there's more places where things can go wrong, all right? So uh, I guess the first place to start would be to describe what each muscle does in a quick and dirty way. So. We have the deltoid, the primary shoulder muscle. Um, that we to, to face this conversation, we have primary movers and then we have stabilizers. Okay, when we're talking about the shoulder, the deltoid, the pec, and the lat are the primary movers. Okay, so when you think of the pec muscle, we're thinking pressing forward. When we're thinking of the deltoid muscle, we're thinking of pressing overhead. And when we think of the lat, we're thinking of pulling and arm extension. So what ends up happening is, you know, as CrossFit athletes, we can fall into these situations where you can overdevelop one side of the body. And for the majority of people, the pecs will be where they get overly tight, especially people transitioning from like where Brandon was at from doing bodybuilding, where it's like big chest, we're hitting chest all the time, that this starts getting real tight and then you can't recruit your backside muscles as well. And then we can start developing impingement which is a you know a problem 
So those are the three primary guys that those guys will usually be the ones that will restrict your range of motion. And then we have the rotator cuff muscles, group of four muscles. So if you took your hand like this and you place the four fingers over it, this is the ball, this is the socket, this is the rotator cuff. The rotator cuff pulls the ball into the socket and provides stability. All right, so we had primary movers, deltoid, pec, lats, and then the stabilizers, the four rotator cuff muscles that pull that sucker in there. Then you have other stabilizing muscles like the serratus anterior, which if you think of your shoulder blade, it's the muscle on the underbelly of the shoulder blade that attaches it to the rib cage. So when you get that coaching cue, tuck those shoulders down and back, you're actively engaging that. And when you watch someone do a butterfly pull up where they keep bottoming out at the bottom, where it's, it, it doesn't look smooth, it's a little clunky, that's because they're not keeping that serratus anterior engaged. And, and I guess that's a good place to start the problem discussion because if you're not using your muscles to provide stability, your body is going to have to rely on like your labrum mm -hmm. or some of these other structures that aren't designed to do that. And then that's when we can start running into some big time problems. So. If you guys are uh, listening to the podcast, Jim has done a great hand demonstration of where these tendons and joints and muscles lie. Um, we actually have this podcast on video now. So uh, if you're watching us on the video, you get all the great demonstrations. If not, uh, check us out on YouTube and uh, you'll be able to see what Dr. Jim's talking about. Yeah, so Dr. Jim, thanks for the, uh, the anatomy, the biology lesson there. Uh, that's very descriptive stuff that we definitely don't get to go into as far as class or anything like that goes. Um, so going from here, guys, uh, so some of the most common stuff I think we see within class, at least as far as, at least as far as like men goes, is really just uh, lack of range of motion within the front rack. And Monroe, you and I were talking about this last time that we were talking about the clean and everything like that. So Jim, what, what's some of the stuff that's preventing me to be able to get into this front rack position there? Sure, so, you know, it's, it's funny because uh, when patients come to me, they're always like, why is this happening? And it's like, all right, you know, you're an athlete when you're in the gym, but that's one hour of your day. You still have 23 hours of doing things with your body that you could be doing something wrong with that can lead to this type of situation. So, you know, people working from home now more than ever, if you're sitting on that computer screen with that forward head and the forward rounded shoulders, your body adapts to the positions that you put it in, just like with an overhead squat snatch. If you put yourself in that position, your body gets more and more used to it. If you're sitting with crappy posture watching television or you're on the computer or you know doing something at home, muscles are gonna start to get tight. So you have 23 hours when you're at home, if you sit in bad posture positions, things are gonna get tight and that's where we're gonna run into problems. Then you try and be an athlete when you come to the gym and you don't have a proper warm up, these muscles are tight and then boom, we're, we're running into some problems. Mario, just like thinking about like, I, I, I had the hunch over here as we're doing this podcast right now, yeah, and everybody like, watching on this, I'm like, no, <laughs> shoulders back and down, chest up. Um, yeah, Monroe, what were you so gonna say? I, I like that, um, I, I love that analogy of like, you know, how much time do you spend in this position? Like, how much time do you spend in this position? You know, and, and really get people to think about it, like, that's why you're messed up. Um, and when you said that, you're like, oh, there's 23 hours of the day. And I'm like chunking out, what do I do in my day? And I'm like, oh man, I'm sleeping for like seven, eight hours. And most of the time, in my opinion, my shoulder doesn't hurt after a workout. It hurts like the next day if I wake up and I sleep on it weird. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, I'm a side sleeper and I get all yeah. twisted in my pillow like this. And so like, just you saying that, I'm like, man, I should probably 
think about the position that I'm yeah, sleeping like, in so I don't jack my shoulders yeah, up. And it's funny because, like, uh, I'm not the freaking posture police. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not going to sit around and be, like, you know, a military drill sergeant, like, instructor being like, hey, like, you know, tighten up and everything. But, you know, when you assume a position to, like, sit down and watch a movie in, it might be time to be like, hey, let me not just be, like, a crumbling blob of, like, a human when I'm on the couch, like, or to get up and move with regular intervals. But... So, so basically that, that posture I was talking about with the forward head carriage and the forward rounded shoulders, that, that position will really, really, really tighten up the pecs, all right? So it was really interesting. We ran a shoulder mobility workshop here like two months ago, and uh, I'm demonstrating how to roll out all these different areas, and on 90% of the people, the pec muscles are going to be extremely tight. And that is probably like if I was to educate, you know, someone through a podcast in an informal way that I haven't evaluated them with. If you're having shoulder pain and, dis- and dysfunction, the first thing you should probably do is start rolling out the pecs pre-exercise. I would never really think that if I'm having issues with my shoulder to attack the chest first. Just wouldn't think that's just counterintuitive to me. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so when the pec pulls those shoulders forward like this, now we're in a bad biomechanical situation and you're not gonna be able to recruit those muscles properly as you would if you assume that, you know, the better posture positions. Um, The other thing too is when muscles get really tight, your body is actively contracting them, okay? This is the way I want you to think about it. You have your brain, you think with your brain, you go, I wanna move this muscle in this direction, sends an electrical impulse to the muscle, it contracts and moves. If you are constantly tight in the front and we're sending all that electrical information to the pec muscles, you don't have good motor input to the backside muscles, so you're imbalanced. Really similar to what's going on with Monroe's quads right now. Super quad dominant, can recruit the hell out of him, but if you isolate the hamstring on him, you know, he starts looking like he's not a superhero anymore. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's a humble pie for Monroe. Yeah. It's the same thing with, with, the, um, with the shoulder. If the pecs are super tight, you're not gonna get good engagement of the rotator cuff muscles and all these other stabilizing muscles, and that's when you're gonna start running into problems. So, so let's say someone has done their mobility in the pecs, right? Let's stay with the pec example. Let's stay with the front rack example. They're still struggling. And we only have 30 minutes here as coaches in class for our strength portion to like try and get them the best version of what we're trying to do. And what I've found at least, especially with some of these squat variations, uh, since we're sticking with that, that uh, are more demanding from a mobility standpoint is people don't get the they don't get the point of it like the leg development point of it because they're just so broken in the rack and like you were saying like the more that you spend time in that and then we put them in a front squat and they're just practicing in a broken rack position so from from a coaching and you know leading someone down the right path is it hey, let's just not do a front squat until your shoulder, until you can hold a perfect rack? Or is it, hey, let's work on maybe a safety bar squat or a back squat or something that you can get a better shoulder position so, to develop the legs and then work the, how, how would you attack that? Because, I mean, I have people where it's, you can tell them to, to do something else, but they're like, oh, I'm not doing what, I'm not doing the workout. I'm not putting in the work if I'm not doing front squats like everybody else today. So you know? what should be the motivator in your prescription is pain. All right. So like, let's say you get a, someone who's new to CrossFit and this is the first time they're going into a front rack position and they're having a lot of difficulty with it. If it's difficulty, you got to 
you got to let them swim. I mean, you got to let them figure it out on their own. If it's pain, then that's a whole different ballgame. That means that something's not moving right and something's getting pinched somewhere or something's being negatively affected. So, um, yeah, I'm saying no pain. No like pain. In a no pain scenario so, where it's like so, we're working with them and it's like you just kind of like. Yeah. Like I have so, people that can't even put the bar on their shoulder with a finger around it, you know? So it's like. So uh, when you're dealing with de- for like, the medical way we say is deconditioned patient or client in your case what we want to do is build stability proximal stability creates distal mobility okay so if we're really strong and secure in the shoulders and in the glutes and hips the hips are going to move through a full range of motion the shoulders are going to move through a full range of motion so for you to to work with someone on that it would be like Hey, you know what might be a better idea is if we do a priming exercise. So we could do um, front planks, side planks. You can have them in a push-up position uh, doing wall, like uh, hand walks mm-hmm. back and forth. Yeah. That's going to engage that serratus anterior. That's going to engage all those rotator cuff muscles. And they're going to have a lot better muscular control for when you go to put them into that position. Mm-hmm. That, that, and that's the point of a good warm-up is to engage all of the muscles that are in that area for that that day so like if we're doing like push press i'm going to be doing i'm going to get to the gym early i'm going to be doing my banded pull-aparts i'm going to be doing my around the worlds with the with the pvc pipe and everything so i've addressed all these guys they're nice and warm so the first time i go to touch that weight everything's firing everything's awake everything's ready to go and one thing, if you guys didn't catch what Jim just said, I'm going to show up to the gym early and get this yeah. stuff done. Like, <laughs> might, might want to repeat we, that, yeah, even, so, even for myself, you know? Yeah, so we, I mean, we only have 30 minutes for our strength class, and, you know, you're, you guys are only here for a certain amount of time. So we really can't spend as much time as we need to doing the strength development as well as getting your body primed and warm. We try and do as much as we can with the warm-up and the mobility, but like I said, you know, we want all of those all of those muscles and joints firing right and working together right not just oh well you know we warmed up the shoulder but my lats are still a little tight my, my pecs are still a little tight so this front rack is just gonna be whatever for now no show up early and if you have junky pecs or junky lats or whatever sort that out so that we can a hundred percent yeah and um you know it's, it's not like get here half an hour early i want to mm. see you on the lacrosse ball on the wall it's like no like get here like 10 minutes early you know just you got to take care of what you got to take care of because like at the end of the day like we all want to train and we all need to stay healthy in order to do that so you gotta you know you've made a time and financial investment in coming into the gym you gotta put in a little bit more time to make sure that you can have the longevity that comes along with all the other great benefits of for sure. working out regularly. For sure. And jumping back to our last podcast where we talked about stretch afterwards. And right? then so the long static maybe stretching after. Instead of, hey, I gotta show up ten minutes early, show up five minutes early and stay five minutes after, you know? And Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Do both ends. So. Yeah, I love it. So Jim, going back to when we were talking about the chest a little bit. Um, for, for warm-up, for when somebody's getting primed to move, for a shoulder move, whatever it's going to be, what's like one or two exercises you would take them through right in the beginning to get the shoulder primed to move, particularly in the chest? What would you have them do? What would you have them use? So you can use um, – there's my two ways of self-release that I like to use for the pec muscle are lacrosse ball up against the wall. So basically, like, picture the front portion, the front wall of your armpit. That's your pec major and pec minor muscle. What you do is you grab a lacrosse ball, you pull it from the outside towards the inside to really pin that thing down. So I'm up against the wall and then I'm moving that arm back and forth. That's gonna help loosen up some of the tension in the fibers in the front of the chest. 
So once I'm loose here, now I want to engage those backside muscles. So then I'm going to go do like, um, you know, nice slow set of banded pull-aparts and uh, just really focus on contracting and squeezing those shoulder blades together as, as much as I can. The other way that I like to release the pecs is if you take a barbell and you lay flat on your back and you put it right across the front of your chest and then move the arm like that as well. That, that's another really effective way of um, getting rid of like trigger points or adhesions or, or just tightness in the front of the chest. I love that. And you know what, real quick after this gym, let's uh, let's sit afterwards. Let's just do like two like 20 second videos of that stuff. We'll For post sure. them on. If you guys don't follow us on Instagram yet, uh, the full send dot podcast, make sure that you guys follow us on there. It's where all of our content's coming in. It's where you can see me uh, working with Monroe underneath light barbells in really difficult positions, progress over time. We're gonna post some of that stuff as well, as well with the latest pop episodes and everything that we're gonna go ahead and that we're gonna publish. Cool. Um, let's transition maybe into the overhead position a little bit more. So we're talking about an overhead squat, maybe catching in a squat snatch, something like that. Um, that's a little bit different than a front rack position. Uh, differences between the two, is it the same gym? Or is, this, is there other stuff that's gonna be going on oh, as far as that goes? Oh, there's way more complicated. So this yeah, is, this is really, go. we have a really good example of this. So the other day I'm working with Monroe on my squat snatch and the overhead squatting, and I just like physically just can't get into the freaking position. And Monroe's like, all right, like, what am I, like, what am I supposed to do as a coach? Like, you just can't do it. And I'm like, all right, I know what's wrong. I just got to roll out. I went and I rolled out my lats. I hung from the bar. Monroe gave me a little pop in the back. And then I was able to fully descend into that position. So you're like, all right, well, I knew that I was getting hung up at the shoulder, but my lat muscle was what was restricting my overhead mobility. Yeah. The other part is. I know is, that life really well. Yeah. The other part is you need good thoracic extension with that bar overhead. And if you don't have good thoracic extension because you've been sitting slouched all day, then you're gonna have a real hard time getting into that. So, um, you know, doing T-spine, thoracic spine openers over a foam roller, um, those are other good movements too to, to help, um, help get you there. And, and that's what's so funny about the shoulder is like, it's not just these superficial muscles. There's so many muscles from the shoulder blade that go and attach the cervical spine, the thoracic spine to the rib cage. So like, there's a lot going on there. And, and that's why it's important, like if you are having problems or pain with these movements, you know, to go get evaluated by someone like me and, or a sports chiro, sports PT that, you know, has experience with these types of lifts and knows where the common pitfalls are so that you're not doing more damage than you're, you know, getting benefit from, so. Yeah, I and that's been one difference that I've seen. Uh, I've been to see a bunch of different people, and you know, working with you, especially recently, has been kind of like, oh wow, this guy really knows what he's talking about. And there's like secrets to the body that you know, me just saying, oh well, it hurts here, so it must be this. It's like not, not exactly right. I had uh, my quad issue, and he was like, okay, we need to loosen the quads and then lengthen them by stretching them, and then strengthen the hamstring. And I came back and he was like, okay, you did the stretching, I can tell. Okay, you did the loosening, did you do the strengthening? And I'm like, nah, I, I kind of like botched that last little bit. And literally like as soon as we did it together, I was like, oh wow, all the pain went gone when I started to strengthen the hamstring. And it was like, so I'm gonna go over this again. <laughs> this is step one, right? So sounds, it was really- It almost sounds like a parent to you. Right, right so it was, it was really interesting. So yeah, there, there's a lot, a lot more than what's on the surface with the body. So. Yeah, and it's and I find it fascinating. You know, the this thing called uh, reciprocal inhibition basically means that you can't contract both sides of the body at once. So like if I fully contract my bicep, 
my tricep needs to be relaxed in order for this to get into this position. In, in uh, the case with the pec muscles and in the case with Monroe's quads, if you're super dominant on the front side, you can't recruit the muscles on the back side. And that's where he was running into a problem. And then the cool thing about that is I put him on the table and I didn't use a tremendous amount of force. We weren't moving a tremendous amount of weight, but I put him in a position where we isolated it. We did a lot of time under tension and then he got back up and then I had him, we retested his squat and he goes, yeah, the, the, that pain's gone down. I'm like, I, I, I told you it's kind of important. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the, the, the exercise to reprogram the body is, is a, a big crucial step. Definitely. For sure. And, you know, we talk about that when people, um, you know, with movements too, like what we were saying with the butterfly pull-up or even the regular kipping pull-up, like people start to get sloppy and then you're programming the body to do a sloppy movement. And, yeah. you know, people don't want to take the time to dial it back and, we're not just going to swing like a, a flopping fish on the bar. You know, we're going to work on a little baby circle or a little baby kip swing and make sure everything's tight. So, yeah, Lauren, uh, she did the uh, Olympic weightlifting certification, and mm-hmm. I spoke with her like the day that she got back, and I was like, "So, like, what'd you like? What was what'd you learn?" And she goes, "You know," and this like stuck at me. She goes, "To not do any bad repetitions mm-hmm. because anytime yeah. you're doing a bad repetition, you're just reinforcing the wrong way of doing something." And like, again, like, what are we doing here? Yep. Like you. The, the, the form is everything it really is and if you want to continue to if you want to lift heavy and if you want to lift for a long time like that's that's the start and end like you, you got to have good form so sure. before I came to Verity right I spent not a lot of time uh, technical related movement as far as the snatch goes I had a lot of problems with my medial deltoid and with my shoulder when I would snatch a lot because I would just get underneath some really heavy weight I would get away with a lot of shit because I was I was relatively strong mm-hmm. and uh, but I moved like crap for such a long time right and so what you're saying there Jim about like you know making sure that you're moving correctly within that stuff is so key because eventually you're just going to get to a ceiling where you can't get away yep. with it anymore that ceiling for me was 205 pounds and I had to go back redo a whole bunch of stuff and the first takeaway from like and I had, I had to strip away basically everything that I knew from lifting and it took me a year to come to like where I'm at now and I will at least say this like I still haven't PR'd my lift I don't really care that much about that that's going to be great when that happens and I believe that's going to happen but I lift with next to no pain yeah right it is such a difference from enjoyable working. yeah <laughs> being here working with Monroe that every time when I come in and snatch I, I warm up a little bit but it was like I used to have to it was kind of crazy what I used to have to do to be able to get into an overhead squat position. Like, just a crazy amount of rolling. My shoulders were just so tight all the time. And it was from moving like shit for years. Yep. And I just never, never corrected well, that. And this is the thing that I see, like, in the in the clinic is that people will come in and be like, well, I've been doing this since I was in my 20s and, like, I never had a problem. Then it's like... Well, you're not the spring young buck that yeah. you used to be, you know, like you, now, you know, and when I was talking to Monroe about this, I'm like, dude, you're young and healthy. I was like, if we nip this in the bud and like you do this prophylactic work, like you're going to be fine, you know, but um, it takes knowing like people are willing to do what they what they need to do, but like knowing what to do is also important and to kind of bring it back to the um, to the shoulder problem, you know, that the shoulder if you're not moving well in the shoulder, you can also see injuries down the line. So I had a patient who was dealing with wrist pain in the front rack position. I'm examining their wrist and like, I can't recreate any of their symptoms. I'm like, I'm like, damn, like what the heck's going on here? So you start looking up the chain, 
Um, and in areas that things are supposed to move really well in, if you're not moving well, you're gonna start compensating in other areas. So right. this, this individual patient was super tight in the shoulder. When they would get into that front rack position, they were overextending on their wrist and then that was what was causing the pain. So like, don't just think of it as like, oh, I'm doing shoulder stuff for the sake of my shoulder. It's like, you're doing shoulder stuff for the sake of your whole freaking arm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's everything is connected. So it, it's extremely important. I think important. you had mentioned that maybe, maybe a year ago, Monroe. Maybe it was your knee. I don't even know, but you started you started working with Doctor Jim, and it was your hip that went up. It wasn't it wasn't your what, what your knee was causing. It was that your hip was so tight, or maybe I had that with somebody else. But somebody else was talking about that with quads. me. No, yeah, it was, it was, maybe it was my the quads. quads. Yeah, my knees were tight. You had to go up to the yeah, hip because the hips quads. were super tight, and then you guys figured that out, and then the quads ended up being a lot better from what I can remember. Yeah, yeah, my and like my glute med just like stopped firing, and yeah, I didn't even know what that was. I was like, I didn't know that. I have glutes up there. That's my hips, mm-hmm. you know, so. All right, you guys, so let's review here real quick. So we talked a little bit about the front rack position. We talked a lot about um, the chest, um, the packs. We talked about a couple of different ways where we can kind of warm up, particularly with the lacrosse ball. We're going to show that video, and then we're going to go back and do some uh, banded pull-aparts again. We're going to talk about that. We talked about the overhead position where um, we need to foam roll the lats. We need to do a lot of that stuff. Anything to add on the overhead position there, guys, of warm up this is the issue most common problems there that we can review real fast um i love the that monroe has the crossover symmetry bands here that stuff like i remember when i first learned about crossover symmetry i was like this guy just knocked it out of the park like they they did such a brilliant job with uh with how they implemented those exercises like in in my clinic we're certainly going to have that um so anything that you could do to engage those uh, rotator cuff muscles and those stabilizing muscles. So think of the banded pull-aparts. Um, you know, we have the chart full of exercises right near the uh, crossover symmetry station. All of those are phenomenal to be doing as a warm-up exercise uh, whenever you're going to be doing anything that requires, you know, front rack or overhead positions. Okay, so you're warm, you're feeling not great. Let's say your shoulder's injured. How do you train through that? Because I know that, at least in our world, people, regardless of whether there's something that's bugging them or not, they don't want to stop moving. They don't want to stop lifting weights. They don't want to stop doing what they love to do. So let's say your shoulder is injured, minor. You got a little tweak. It's been bugging you. You know, you kind of do one of these Mm -hmm. in between reps and stuff like that. When, like, I know we talked about pain. Let's say your pain is a one or a two. Mm-hmm. Right, you're not in a ton of pain, but something's bugging you. Your shoulder's junky. At what point do you say, "Hey, this is too much for me"? Is that is that a certain pain level, or is that saying, "Oh, it doesn't feel right"? Doctor Jim said only do good reps. So, and I should just do a different movement, or hey, it's bugging me. I can't get in a good position. Instead of strength training today, I'm doing mobility training and just working on this. Like, that's a great question. It's something that I run into all the time in the office too, because like treating a ton of CrossFit athletes and obviously they want to train. Um, I would say this, I mean, if there's pain, there's a problem. If you know, if there's smoke, there's a fire, like there's something going on here. And if you continue to like push through that, I mean, you're inviting problems into your life. So I would say, you know, modify whatever you're doing so that there isn't pain with it. Um, then you got to, you know, find out what the problem is, you know, get evaluated, see what's wrong and then start attacking it. If you're like, you know, I don't have health insurance and you know, it's Christmas, there's not a lot of money because I'm buying gifts for everybody. 
find a foam roller and become best friends with it. I mean, that's that's a, a surefire way. That's you know, start poking around areas. If you start rolling out an area and it's excruciating, it's like that might be where the problem's starting. So if you spend you know three to five minutes on that foam roller on that side, you know, always check both sides for symmetry because that that's usually the canary in the coal mine. If you have like really good movement on one side and the other one's not moving well, it, you can draw that line and be like, okay, I should be able to do this with both sides. Right. So foam roll, stretch, and then strengthen, just like we were talking about before. Rolling it out is going to warm that muscle up, get the blood flowing to it. Then when you stretch, you have a hot, warm muscle, you can get a lot deeper into those stretches, and then strengthen to, to reprogram it. So like whatever movement is painful, grab a dumbbell, like if it's a barbell movement, grab a dumbbell, do it single arm. Because when you're loading up weight on one side of the body, your brain has to do a lot of motor control, and we can control those muscles a lot with a lot more precision than if you're in a, a double if, if you're loaded up on both sides it's like barbell athletes really should be doing um single leg or single arm exercises that should be programmed into their into their curriculum at least you know once a week or once every couple weeks yeah for sure i totally agree yeah just getting into some of the unilateral movement with that and yeah. i think there's also just the difference of like Dude, talk to the talk to the coaches like yeah. they are there to help you with whatever's going on you know um, yeah so I think there's probably a difference in gym this is probably a good question too is like when do you hit the point of like I shouldn't go to the gym versus I just need to modify this movement meaning like we we could just take the left arm out of the equation and still get a workout and is that appropriate or is there gonna be a case where there's there's some situations where that's probably not appropriate so like uh, Monroe, <laughs> after we like figured out what's going on with them, I was like, you're not going to front squat for a while. I was like, your quads are just, I mean, Monroe's got freaking tree trunk legs and I'm like, your quads are just too right damn there, strong. Man. I was like, we got to really get your hamstrings going. So I was like, let's pick a new goal. I was like, why don't you go, you know, get that bench up. And he was like, all right. <laughs> like, so you can always find new ways to challenge yourself. And that's, what's awesome about the coaches here is like, all the coaches are super smart and they know exactly what they're talking about. If you have a movement that's like straight up painful for you, modify it. Go do something different. Like just because it's written on the whiteboard doesn't mean it's, you know, the gospel. You 100%. know, you just you got to find what works for you because and you know, being a dead horse, but like we're we're doing this to be healthy. We're we're doing CrossFit to be healthy to get your body in good shape so you can live a long, happy, active life where you can pick up your children and play with them. If you're injuring yourself at the gym, counterproductive on every like Monroe doesn't like have athletes that are injured. Athletes no. don't like being <laughs> injured. You know, it's it's a forward feeding process, and we you got to nip it in the early stages. And that's the other thing too is like, if you like Monroe's question, if you're at like a one or a two, that is the perfect time to get in and get treated because you just kill it in the infant stages and you don't let it progress to like, all right, now the labrum's involved, or yep. now we have these other really important structures involved that may make you a surgical candidate because you didn't put the fire out in the beginning. So. You know, if, you, if you're hurting, you know, please come see me. Uh, I'm always happy and eager to help. Um, yeah, see Dr. Jim and let us know because we don't know that you're having pain if you don't tell us. We don't know if a movement or something we're doing today is going to cause you pain. If there's something you're nervous about, like, hey, I really don't like lunges, you know, maybe, maybe we can skip those today of course you know mm -hmm. i always tell people i, I want uh three things when they're at the gym fitness friends and fun right it's, it's not fun if you're getting injured you're not getting fitter if you're getting injured and you don't have time to talk to your friends and be enjoyable if you're yeah. getting yourself injured so yeah. 
uh, take care of yourself outside of the gym, and you know, then we have to don't have to have this whole injury issue. Yeah, definitely. Um, as far as modifications go, I think one of the most common things that we do, especially like with the shoulder, when something's really hurting, bothering. I think a dumbbell is great use. And we just go on the other side, or it's going to be super light on one side. I think people get really caught up in like, well, is it going to, you know, uh, <laughs> am I going to get lopsided on one yeah. side? And it's like, look, in the short term, if you're doing a dumbbell on one side, not on the other, you're not going to get a whole inch of, of size on your right deltoid yeah. compared to the left. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. So just in the short term, know that that's perfectly okay. And it's going to be a weight to where you can come in here for 60 minutes or 30 minutes, whatever you choose. You still get to get sweaty. You still get to lift. That's a much better alternative than sitting on your couch. For it sure. just is. With for bad sure. posture. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, guys. Uh, what else do we want to talk about as far as the shoulder goes? We're 36 minutes deep. We've done really well here. Um, the other thing, too, just to keep in mind, um, with when the pecs get really tight, and the shoulders start rounding forward, you have these big strong muscles on the back of your neck called your, your trap muscles. On a lot of people, the trap muscles are also a problem because that's going to limit that thoracic extension as well. Um, so that's something that shouldn't be overlooked. Uh, really easy mobilization for that is like you could put a, a barbell up on the squat rack and get underneath it just on one shoulder. So like you're standing, um, you're your line of drive of your eyes would be parallel with the bar, you know, for people who are listening at home. So the bar is resting over your shoulder and you just let that thing sit there and then you move that shoulder around. That's a really good way to unstick those traps and, and that will also help with the, the um, thoracic extension that you need for like a complicated lift like a overhead squat or an overhead snatch. So, um, but we can make some videos and, and put them out for that. So. Yeah, we got we got a couple pieces of content that we got to create here. Monroe Miller, closing thoughts, bro. Take care of your shoulders. You only got one pair. You don't want to mess them up. Yeah, get in here ten minutes early. I'm gonna reiterate what Jim said earlier. Jim, where can we find you? Uh, advanced Chiropractic Sports Rehab. Um, Actually, it's advanced Cairo sports rehab at gmail.com. And Monroe and Lauren have been on me about changing the, the email address because it's really long and clunky. Um, and then the website is uh, advanced Cairo sports rehab. Um, yeah, so if you're running into any problems, you know, come find us. And uh, before we send off, congratulations again, man. Yeah, Thanks, that's freaking, that's awesome. Yeah, welcome geez. to the club. I, I appreciate that very much. Yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to my future. It's, it's bright, it's positive, it's, it's gonna be awesome, guys. Well, Gentlemen, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you both. And uh, this is the Full Send Podcast, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.